All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Bring us home, Fiver Lady. Oh yeah, that sweet, sweet sensual music. That's a nice Oilers Nation Radio podcast. It was a lot quieter the second time around, thank God. Yeah, the first time Jared wanted to blow our eardrums out. This is take two of it's, the podcast. We just we just recorded an entire podcast, and then Evan, the intern, came in and spilled coffee everywhere, so we had to restart. So uh, we've been in here now for two and a half hours, and we're trying again. So we'll see if we can do another. If good our podcast. jokes aren't as funny as the first time, you'll understand. It's we're just we're, trying to rip through the same jokes, exactly worded the same. I have them all written down. Evan ruined it. Jared has the track of our previous podcast playing in the background, <laughs> and we can hear the jokes, but we can't. Evan still yeah. hasn't cleaned up his coffee. It's sitting on the table right there. I told him you should lap it up like a dog. Just lick it up. Is that bony yet? It's yeah, leaching. Yeah, yeah. It's leaching oh, through the difference. Oh, he's doing it. He's going to use his it's sleeve. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, don't. That's, oh, no. that's going to be so rotten. Oh, Evan dear. is from well Westlock, Alberta. Evan, you can, Westlock, Evan can Alberta, now, you wipe things up with your sleeve. He can write that on his sheet of things that he accomplished during the internship. He brought coffee in, spilled coffee, and cleaned it up. That's three things to add to the list. I will sign that off for you. Productive morning for Evan. The people at Nate will be happy with these updates and all the things that he's learned here at the nation network also send us another intern because yeah. evan's almost done <laughs> yeah and we like we killed this first one we killed his enthusiasm <laughs> yeah. now we need another one if anybody at nate wants to have the soul beaten out of them <laughs> ripped out of them torn to shreds thrown onto the curb and urinated on we will do that evan for yeah, anybody any student you have he's and definitely not get, the same guy he was when he first started do you want course credit do you want to have your soul ripped out of your body come intern 
Come intern with us, The Nation Network. Welcome, gentlemen. The boys are back together. It's episode 12, Oilers Nation Radio, brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Go see them, Chris. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Give them a call. 587-860-1538. Again, that's 587-860-1538. Our friends, Sherwood Ford the Giant, 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard, Sherwood Park, Alberta. We should turn that little line into a song, into a little tune. You think you can do that? I think Bag Mel could do it. Oh, absolutely. I could do it. Cars cost less. Right, next time. Sherwood Ford. One thing, uh, one thing I've learned working with Sherwood Ford just starting this partnership is that they're super into their charity work, which is really cool for us because we've done a lot of charity stuff in our past. Uh, one thing Sherwood Ford has been doing this month, uh, as they do every year, it's called a Stuff a Giant Truck event. Uh, so they teamed up with the Strathcona Christmas Bureau. Um, and they've got Cam, Jared, and myself were insured for this past week. And we saw a giant F-350 Super Duty sitting in the lobby. As soon as you walk through the doors, uh, the box of the truck is filled with toys. And so uh, every so time... You buy the so truck, they already you did all the toys. So you, they already you, did it. They filled the truck. It's already over. Oh, Good job, they, Sherwood Ford. Great job. They empty the truck, believe it or not, and oh. then fill it with more toys. So oh, if, you're, if you're in the Sherwood Park region, uh, if you're going to Costco to fill up with gas... Uh, stop on by Sherwood Ford and throw some toys in the truck to donate to the kids. Kids need your help. Sherwood Ford wants to help the kids. Bring some toys. We have been uh, debating whether to donate cap space to the kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. We can get another cap space to donate to them for whoa, sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I well, thank you, There's a lot of animosity not, around this office towards cap space, and I don't think it's fair. If you don't know, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, Cap Space is like a six foot monkey that we have upstairs in the Nation HQ. And like a real life monkey. That's right. He just <laughs> wanders around, he throws shit everywhere, eats a lot of bananas, a lot of potassium. Now, Nation Overlord Graham hates Cap Space. I don't know what hates his him. problem is. Well, look, Cap in, Space look is. in the monkey's eyes. It's weird. Yeah, There's a camera. It looks, in like, there. it looks like cameras. It's creepy. There's a, there is a What's the backstory to Cab Space? How did we get that guy? I, Whose gift was it? I brought him into the gift exchange at Christmas last year. Christmas at the Nation Christmas party last year. And then uh, one and only Chris, the intern, selected him. And what happened, Chris? I don't know. I just. I, <laughs> do you remember? We went to Chris's I apartment. I sure do. We went to Chris's apartment before we were going out for the evening. Yep. And then. His now wife, Caitlin, she was like, there is no fucking way you're bringing that into our apartment. <laughs> you, yeah. When you, you, you open that gift and you got that thing, the look on her face, she was so mad. She, she said, there's no way. No, you, she, sent she sent her a picture. She's like, there's no fucking way that's coming in the apartment. In her defense, I completely agree with her. Why would I bring that thing into my apartment? Why would we bring that thing into the office? Because the apartment has more, or my, the office has more space than my apartment. No, it doesn't. Some might say it has some cap space. I think your office, your, your apartment's way bigger than the office upstairs. I would happily move from upstairs little brick to Chris the intern's um, pad and do work and produce content from there. I think that I think that'd okay. be great. That'd be really nice. Let's do it next week. Got and very then, strong Wi-Fi in there. I bet. No, it's awful. It is the worst Wi-Fi I've ever seen. At Chris's house. Yeah, he little brick Wi-Fi is better than really? Chris's apartment Wi-Fi. When he uploads the donair video or whatever it, it's like 10 or 12 minutes stuff but to be YouTube. fair it's also because i go over my data the last couple months so it's like slows me down why don't you buy a larger package, man. buy a larger data plan why don't you buy a larger data plan? i did buy a larger data no, plan i was no i'm not buying that for you well <laughs> you watching too much netflix sure i bought i went over my data every <laughs> month for about a year and then i bought a, a bigger plan because that makes sense it's With like your- it's like when you uh start putting on weight and you buy a new pair of pants because they don't fit anymore 
With yeah, your but that's Movember, how they get you. I'm not giving in. <laughs> with your Movember stash and that wink that you gave bag milk, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen, speaking of November, uh, November, real quick, the boys are raising some money for November. They all look great. Chris's mustache is fantastic. Dan, apparently you're participating, I guess. We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boy, go go check them out on social media. They're looking for donations. We're trying to beat the Oilers because right now is, we are neck and neck with the Edmonton Oilers. This shouldn't be a competition. No, it shouldn't be a we competition. We should be destroying them. That's a multi-million dollar group of group of players on that team. Well, and that's what I'm saying. We are neck and neck with the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. We need your donations. We want to beat them. We want to beat them. We're almost at a thousand bucks, I think, right, Chris? Yeah, I think just under. But will that be good for the Oilers' morale? Sure. <laughs> I think you should keep it on the hush hush that we're going to destroy. If them. at the end of November it comes out that the content producers from Oilers Nation beat the Edmonton Oilers at raising money for November, it would be a good like morale boost for the team heading into December. <laughs> Rallies so. the team. Speaking of the team, let's actually get to it. I suppose we've been talking about six minutes for fucking nothing. We have got the first. Pacific Division matchup coming up tomorrow night in Calgary, and we're all going to be there. We are all going to be there. We're jumping on a bus tomorrow. We're going to make our way down Highway 2, have a couple of road pops, a few cold ones, some friends, new friends, old friends. I think we're going to stop in Red Deer. Stop in Red Deer, have some kind of fusion foods. Something to eat. Have a bite. Place that looks like a trendy strip club sports bar. I'm sure it's great. A hot tub. Hot tub. Oh yeah, we're talking. Hot tub. We've uh, we timed it out. And Rick, are you listening? There is going to be hot tub time. Rick was adamant that there wasn't going to be enough time for Plenty us to get to the time. hotel and sit in the hot tub, so, we, which is ludicrous because I would miss the first period of the hockey game to sit in the hot tub. So we, there was a difference. Well, There's a difference ridiculous. from our last time that we did this trip. <laughs> we've got two and a half hours between check-in at the hotel and puck drop because it's a hockey night in Canada game. We've got. Tons but we leave of at time. seven. So what time do we check in? Bus leaves at seven. We check in at 4.30. Hopefully. when we arrive. Hopefully. Hopefully. So it, like half if, hour check. If anybody, so five. if anybody in Red Deer when we stop at that fusion zone is behind schedule and they're, they're compromising left. my hot tub time, I'm going to have a meltdown. They're left and we're going to leave them behind Absolutely. in Red Deer. Are you allowed to take beers into the hot tub? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, Chris called. Have the, you looked into this? Chris called no. the hotel and he, they said, you can bring. I just don't want you hiding from the beers by sitting in the hot tub. What do you mean hiding from the beers? Well, you'd like to slow down the drinking a little bit sometimes. No, it's oh. like I got a long night ahead of me. I watched you in the playoffs a couple years it's ago. It's called pacing yourself, Rick. Gauntlet there is no pacing. Speaking Last year, I got the spins at the hotel before the game. So I have... <laughs> that was because you were in bed with Not the spins. Yeah, the spins, you know. Speaking of uh, hiding from the beers, there's something we need to bring up. And it's really important. Saturday will mark the first time in his life that Evan, the intern, drinks liquor. He's freshly turned 18. He's never wow. drank before. He's been saving himself for this trip. He's really excited. So everyone just get ready for Evan's first drinking experience. How much ketchup is he going to drink? We're going to well, spike his ketchup with a little bit ketchup. of spike some ketchup, a little bit of vodka in there. You can it's it's a good way to transition. And I remember when I turned 18, it was I drank my first beer ever and I was like, "Oh, wow, this is overwhelming." So I think for Evan, if we spike his ketchup with some vodka, it'll be an easier transition for him. Rest like a ga- it's like a world. gateway into Caesars as well. So rest, I mean, as, rest assured, Papa Hukoanik, we'll take care of him. Oh, yeah. We'll make sure he's hydrated. We'll get some food in him. He'll be fine. He'll as be long fine. As, as up until he makes it to Knoxville, then he's on his own. That's when you, that's when you become a man. Yeah, because when I get to Knoxville, the first thing I'm doing is I'm grabbing Chris. We're heading for the local speakers, and we're getting on top, and we're dancing. That's yes. what we do. That's what Chris and I do when we're clubbing. Yep. And I am going to continue that tradition tomorrow. Boys, we have some injury troubles. Chris wrote the injury report this morning for our friends at Capilano Rehab Center. Tobias Reeder 
is out for at least a month with an upper body injury. We don't know what exactly the upper body injury was. Dan, you clipped his last shift, I guess. I did, yeah. You see anything in there? It was uh, it was one of the most innocuous, very like just boring hits I've ever seen, but he went off the ice right away. So maybe it was like one of those ones where like you're not really expecting to be yeah, hit, and exactly. it was just kind of like the bump in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think so, and it was it was up against the the players bench, the Habs players bench. So so he was he wasn't brace embraced by the glass like shoulder. Be. I think believe so. That's the that's the rumor. It's upper body officially. You're an Oiler man. Welcome. Yeah. Get yeah. your first shoulder injury. Get that out of the way. Punch card. This is shocking because he's German, and I thought that Germans were made. So they're so well constructed and well built that he finally would never, engineered. He would ne- yeah, finally engineered German products. He would never be injured. So my question is: Tobias Reader is out. Marodi has already been up. Oilers recalled Patrick Russell yesterday. Let's talk about a little bit of line combinations. I'm going to go ahead and steal Dusty Nielsen's shtick, and we're going to talk line combos. Who is going to fill in for Tobias Reader on that second line? What do you guys think? Cam, I'll start with you. Uh, I think that they should put Ty Ratty on that line. That's what I think should happen. He's the player with the most offensive upside in that position. I mean, everyone knows my position. I think that I think they should put Nugent Hopkins and Drysdale together in the second line. I, think I that agree. Would, that would give them more of a dynamic attack. I mean, Nugent uh, McDavid and Drysdale, great duo, but you got to spread the love a little bit more. But I, I do think if they're going to do um, McDry together in the top line, then the best answer is Ratty and Chiazon with with Nugent Hopkins, which makes the most sense. Two guys that can shoot, Nugent Hopkins can pass. Should, Chris should work. You agree with Cam? Yeah, I do. Uh, Fuck this yeah. makes for Fuck the most yeah. boring podcast. Ever. <laughs> Dan, you got anything? We all just sit here. We all agree. We all like. Well, each no, other. I, was, I really want to see Jujar Kara up there. You've been pushing Jujar in the top six for a long time now. Or Brad Malone, but I mean, Fuck Jujar Brad Malone, Kara. man. I'm like, no offense. I'm sure he's very nice. <laughs> yeah, more like. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know who I'd like just to see because up there? you bought a Brad Malone yes. jersey in haste last year yes. when he led the team in Corsi four percentage. You, you jumped the gun and you bought it too quickly. Dan 100%. has a Brad Malone jersey sitting in his closet. Hasn't been able to wear it in public. It doesn't mean they're going to call oh. him up just for you, Dan. Oh, I wear them in public all the time. <laughs> but uh, you know who I actually think should be up there? Cooper Marodi. I think that there's a guy that has excelled in that position. Old Coopy. in Bakersfield. Old Coopy should be uh, should be up on that spot, and then that way you're not. You're not adjusting uh, what's what's worked down below, which is uh, our fourth line has worked really well. Fourth line looks great. Yeah, third line and eh. the third line. Third line. Third eh. line is a black hole where but, offense goes to die. Yeah, wherever Lucic is and Strom is, that's where. But can you can you do something rise. to fix that third line and make it less of a black hole? Cam, real quick, how many points is Ryan Strom on pace for this? Ryan year? Strom before the game against Montreal was on pace for four points, and then he got an assist on Nugent Hopkins' goal, and now he's on pace for nine points. Double his output. And now he gets an assist on Saturday, and he's on pace for 13 points. See? The system works. Math. Math. See, so looking at friend of the show, friend of the nation, Reed Wilkins' Twitter account right now, looks like Raddy will be indeed on the second line with Nuge and Chiesa on playing on his off wing. Looks like Marodi will slide in with Lucic and Strom on the third, and that the fourth line will remain intact. This is, of course, unconfirmed. This is just kind of what they're going through on practice at because practice. uh yesterday they also called up uh our friend patrick russell and if you remember patrick russell was included in bob nicholson's letter to season ticket holders this summer as a highlight of the summer yeah patrick they, russell was the organization's original version of the answer so our first answer was i i, I said al montoya was the answer when he won one game yep a little bit of, i jumped the gun whatever 
the organization <laughs> said Patrick Russell is the answer. You know they what? said, I- look at, look at, look at, don't, don't be upset about Pistol Pete's plan. He's got fucking Patrick Russell signed. He's killing it at the world championships. He has zero points in seven games for Denmark. This is good. <laughs> Get him up there at some point, maybe for a couple games. And that's why we should feel good about the team. I think before Patrick Russell, the organization's answer was Griffin Reinhardt. This is true. That was a bad answer. That's if a, that was the answer, who knows what the fuck the question was, but exactly. they were way The question was, how best can we troll the fan base? <laughs> how best can we waste assets, troll the fan base, and make everybody with a functioning brainstem go insane? Do you think there's a chance that Patrick Russell draws in instead of Cooper Marodi? Sure. I mean, of course, I think there's a chance, but I think Marodi's been around, yeah. and they need to get him playing. They Marody, need to get him playing, because having him sitting and not doing anything is going to do jack shit for the kid. Marodi looked so comfortable when he was on oh, yeah. the team last time. Because so he's an older guy. He's like, he's like 23, right? 21. Because he... Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought he played a couple years... He played a few years in college, so he's kind of more of a refined player. Yeah, played three years. He four... Uh, what would be the word I want here, Cam? Four went. Four gone. Four gone. Four go. Four final year at college. He didn't get his degree. He dropped out. Fortnite. Evan was considering dropping out of uh, his program at Nate, but I talked him into just bearing down four-legged race. Don't be a quitter, Evan. Like, if you're going to set your mind to something, really dive into it, really apply yourself, and really stick with the plan. Like, we are learning with Pistol Pete, and then you'll be fine. You can't just give up on your radio program, radio TV program. Evan thought he was going to give up on his radio program, and then he was going to work on a cruise ship doing blackjack. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna deal blackjack on a cruise ship. No, not even dealing blackjack. Just Evan said it. Evan said his plan was he was gonna just play blackjack and win money on a oh, cruise okay, ship. Okay. He wasn't even gonna deal it. He watched that movie Rounders with Matt Damon that one time, and he's like, you know what? I could play poker. Like, I'll just go in those backroom poker games against Russian mafia dudes. I'll win a bunch of money. I'll never have to work. I can skip out on the rest of my time at Nate, and then I'll just be fine. Like it worked out for Matt Damon in the end, as it always does. It always does. Always. And Evan very much compares himself to Matt Damon in a couple of different movies. First one is Goodwill Hunting because he was a janitor at one point. Yeah, Evan, and he also Evan, loves solving equations. So there's a big connection there between Matt Damon and Evan. Evan, the freshly Hunting. turned 18 year old back in his early days between the ages of 12 and 15. Evan used to live in Boston and he would just <laughs> go and solve equations on the boards. He would wait in like a Dunkin Donuts location and then just whenever there was an open classroom, he would sprint over and just go and solve equations, write literature. The second movie that Evan likes to model himself after of Matt Damon's that is... That time when he opened a zoo, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Evan Team was Ameri- trying to open a zoo. Team America World Police. He'll often just walk into a room and yell out, Evan Hudelonic. No, I like it. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> oh, we're just we're just telling everybody Evan's, Evan's life story, which is... Uh, you, z- you zone out of the podcast for one minute and then come is- back and... This like, is the Evan podcast. So basically what we're getting to is that the Hugoonic show. When 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 we when you think about Evan and his backstory, it reminds me that Cooper Marodi, if he's not gonna be playing, should probably be in the AHL centering a line of Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. That would be great. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Down there in Bakersfield, Marodi is over a point of game right now. Putting him between those two be great. But you do need somebody up on the NHL team, and that's the problem. Of course. With the so that's where I would bring up Brad Malone because who gives a fuck what happens Hell to Brad yeah. Malone two years from now? I do. I do. Brad Malone is the answer. I may be alone in this, but let's go, Brad. You may be Malone in this. This line combination talk, this first kind of chunk of content that you just absorbed in your ear holes is brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant Chris. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard in Sherwood Park, Alberta. Give them a call, 587-860-1538. They will be happy to help you with anything you've got going on. Maybe, maybe 
you don't want to use a phone. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're scared of calling them. You shouldn't be. They're very friendly. You can go online, chat to Natalie. Natalie is available right now. Well, Valerie took chat. a break. Hey, you know what? Everybody deserves a day off, Dan. Valerie does not sleep. No, she we, waits. We've learned. Yeah, she waits. This is so Valerie Natalie, Bure. So Natalie just jumped in. She's chatting with you right now. Natalie just sent me a message right now. I opened up the chat. She's like, hey, how can I help you? You've been here for two seconds. I'm just wondering if there's anything you need from me. Great service from our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. That, uh, that brings me to an announcement. Go ahead. I don't know if we're announcing this right now, but we have our uh, very first uh, guest confirmed on the podcast coming up in a couple weeks. And that guest is Corio from Sherwood Ford. If you watch Corio doing his videos before the hockey games, he's doing this one. Exactly. You may have seen Corio yelling into the camera on Sherwood Ford's uh, Twitter machine. Uh, he does their game day reports every day. Um, tune into their social media to, to follow Corey, and we'll be having him on the podcast on next week, actually. Wait, it is next Which week. Which we're recording at a special time. On Thursday at uh, November 22nd, because there's a 2 p.m. Oilers game on that Friday. For some Happy reason. Thanksgiving. Yeah, American Thanksgiving kind of throws a wrench in the mix, but we'll adapt. We'll overcome. We're adaptable young men. We will record a podcast whenever we want, because that's technology when we life- have. When life gives you lemons, produce a podcast. Boys, I want to talk about the Condors again real quick. As we know, Jesse Pugliarvi and Kaylor Yamamoto got sent down, which is, I think, what we were all hoping for for a while now. Get a little bit of confidence, a little bit of offensive juices flowing. Seems like the Condors are winning right now. It'll be a good environment for them to be in. And uh, I just want to talk about the Condors for a second. So looking at their schedule right now, they've got five games in the next eight days. What are you guys expecting from either of those players over the next kind of two weeks as they navigate this little cluster of games with the Condors? Chris, I'll give you a start. Do you have any expectations for Yamamoto and Pugliarvi? Do you care? Are you going to be paying attention? What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm going to be paying attention more than normal. I expect at least two points per game out of both of them. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. No, no I, I, I truly expect them to like flourish and like crush all of their competition. I think the biggest thing for them down there is to just get some consistency going in their game. Just coming in night in, night out with the same line mates and, and being able to be comfortable again and not be, not be tossed in and out of the lineup, that kind of thing. So they're, I think they're just going down there to get comfortable again and, and you know just play hockey. And consistency. Yeah. No, like, exactly. like, like you said, they, they've been in and out of the lineup up here all the time. Go down there, play 18, 20, totally. 21 minutes every game, every different uh, aspect of it. Get out there on the power play. Get out there against the best players. Get out there against their, the other team's best defensive players. And just go play the smaller version of the NHL. Yeah, it's it's... Exactly what we want them to play when they get back up here, right? And they'll and they'll be in a they'll be in a skill position as opposed to a you know having to play third line, fourth line minutes, defensive style hockey. So if you were to guess, like just put your put your thinking cap on, Chris. It's always on. How long do you think it'll be before one or both gets recalled, and who will be first to be recalled? Dan, I'll start with you. You got an idea? It seems like you've been thinking. Yeah, uh, you're full of shrimp. I don't. Yes, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if uh, about almost sixty-seven shrimp as a yeah, co- according the, to estimates was the rough estimate. Um, got so much shrimp you ate. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What's the story on this here? So took my mom's visiting from Halifax, 
and uh, took her to Red Lobster because she doesn't get enough fish and stuff out there. <laughs> and so uh, and it was bottomless shrimp. It was man. bottomless was shrimp. Happy time. discovery yesterday. And so uh, so I I got nose deep into the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> how how big were the shrimp? That's what I was, one of my questions. Were they a little cocktail shrimp? Uh, so they have six different options. This is Red <laughs> well, Lobster. Is, if you'd like to, going uh, down a hole here. if you'd oh, like yeah. to talk to me, uh, I'll be happy to do more plugs for you. But yeah, they have six different options. Their their pasta option was very tiny shrimp, <laughs> but then they they did a hand breaded shrimp that was I like a, it in like a, larger a, in like a rice bowl, like a paella. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, they didn't have that though. I love that. They didn't have that as a part of their unlimited option. One thing I need to bring up in regards to shrimp that you guys probably don't know. <laughs> in Major League Baseball, when a pitcher allows a walk-off on a bases-loaded walk, it's called a shrimp. Oh, there's a little baseball fun fact for you. Also, we, Oilers prospect Kirill Maximoff, Kirill is a type of shrimp. Tiny little plankton-like anna creature. But he's also scoring very well in the OHL. <laughs> he, his gold totals are no shrimp. and that dead air is brought to you by all right dan uh, go back to the question at hand great question what are your expectations for recalling and who's your guess on who comes back first i just think uh organizationally it's going to be yamamoto that comes up first uh but i really hope that we don't see them until mid-december i hope that they get some time in the ahl to work together we don't have any more injuries knock on wood and uh, and we can kind of roll with the Brad Malones and the Cooper Marodis as as uh, short term replacements. And uh, yes, Brad Malone, I'm going to keep getting that uh, that name out if there. If you plug it enough, this, if if you build it's gonna it, happen. It's going to happen. Come. But yeah, I I I, I hope it's mid December to late December, and I and I think it's going to be Yamamoto. Cam, same question to you. Who do you think is going to come up first? When do you think they're going to come up? I bet well? you they'll be both. They're going to be down there for like a month. Probably play like ten games down there, and then I'm guessing they come up around Christmas time. That seems to make some sense. I'm going, uh, I think they'll, it obviously depends how the Oilers do in the next couple months, but I'm going to go after Christmas, after the new year, January, we'll see them. And I think we're going to see them together come at the same time. Both up at the same time. Yeah. They're both flourishing. They're both scoring. They're both getting points. They're both feeling good about themselves. And old Pete, Pistol Pete's like, bring them boy, bring yep. the boys back up. Yep. Bring them up. Maybe get a flight deal. See, I'm thinking, this is what one. I'm thinking. <laughs> A little voucher of some yeah. kind. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Yamamoto will be the first to recall. He seems to get more leash in every situation. Doesn't have the same Puliarvi sideburns. Yes. So I think he's going to be down there for a couple of weeks and then he'll come back. Ideally, they would both stay down there for at least a month, but who knows? Who knows with this organization, right? Yeah. It's always a surprise at every turn. Yeah. Rick, what do you think? I kind of agree with everyone here where it's going to be, you know, mid-December to end of, end of December, but... Uh, I will say if the wheels fall up off up here, unfortunately they could be back, you know, by the beginning of December because we don't have a lot of leeway yeah. in the uh, standings. So, and I, sorry, as much as we like to call them the answer and stuff, I don't think you can really hang your hat on Chieson or Raddy or How any of those, or, or any of those guys being, you know, that uh, leading wing, winger scorer. That kind of uh, that kind of frightens me that we're kind of hoping on these guys to do something they've never done in their careers before. And uh, if it doesn't really go that way, both kids will be back in no time. Well, we were kind of, we had talked about this before the podcast even started that we were talking about is the answer still the answer. Oh, we're going to get to that, Dan. Yeah. Cause there is a big conversation to be had about the answer. I think that last time, at least I was on the podcast. I don't know if you guys talked about it last week. I was out with a plague 
given to me by Cam, as was Chris. I've been thinking about the answer for a couple of weeks now. And I think it's time to strip it away from Chieson. He's cooled, but we'll get there. One thing I want to talk about next is the Pacific Division run. The Oilers are starting a run of seven in eight games against Pacific Division. Uh, obviously, Calgary tomorrow, Vegas on Sunday. And Chris, you wanted to bring up the Pacific. It's wide open right now. Gregor wrote about it the other day at OilersNation.com. What were you thinking in terms of the Pacific Division? Well, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on how like the... The division is not the same as it usually is. Uh, right now, our standings are San Jose's at the top with 23 points, followed by Vancouver, 22 points, Calgary, 21 points, and Edmonton and Anaheim with both 19 points. So as much as we've gone on a, on a, it, we've been in a rut lately, we're still very well in the mix. Um, and Vancouver and Calgary at the top of the division is something we've never seen before in a long time. So is that going to stick? And... Uh, just how do you think the Pacific will, uh, if it will change in the next month while we actually start playing some Pacific? A lot of four-point games coming up. Dan, I heard an audible sigh from you. What are you thinking? Well, I think that I think we all believe that Vancouver is going to come down to earth at some point. They've relied heavily on Elias Pettersson to uh, to get them where they are now. Who is um, like unreal right now? He's unbelievable. It's it's fun to watch as much as this Vancouver for sure. Um, they've also played three more games than the Oilers have too. So that's another, another part there. I think LA, you can probably stick a fork in them. They're, they're pretty much done for the year. A little bit surprising, which yeah, is shocking. They're always back and forth though. It's like make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs. I just don't think I expected them to be this bad. And they've got two goalies in the shelf right now. Quick got yeah. hurt. Then Campbell got hurt. And now they're putting maybe out, they'll like, be looking and, forward. The answer. Yeah. Maybe they can pick up Al Montoya. Otherwise they're going to be bringing out like Roman Chechmanic from retirement or something. Isn't Budai. Oh, that's a good pull. Isn't Budai currently their goalie? And he's Budai sick is too. A starter, yeah. And he's sick. So they might be, they might be bringing in the, uh, the fourth and fifth starters there. So if we're going so. into a run of seven games against Pacific division over the next eight, Dan, what would you think is an acceptable record over those seven games? Well, I think we were all happy with the 500 that they did through the month of October and into November uh, with the, the caliber of teams that they played. So you got to believe that a 7-5 win percentage is probably what you're looking for with against a, a weaker Pacific division. You got to you've got to win these games against the Calgarys and the and the the Vegases when they're when they're down on their down on their luck and Calgary can't figure out how to have a goaltender make a save. And yeah, Mike Vegas. Smith, uh, the winner that went in on Mike Smith last night was a gift. Yeah, unbelievable. We'll have to, we'll have to put that one up on the. On I think the they podcast. should go in this seven game stretch. You have you got Calgary and then Vegas twice, LA twice, San Jose and Anaheim. Man, they, they really should be going. If they actually want to be like a top team in the number one or two in the division, they have to go six and one here. Like you should beat LA twice. You should beat Vegas twice. Both those teams are bad. Anaheim's bad. And the only game that I, I could like mess with them losing and I'd be okay with it is San Jose. Yep. So otherwise, it's like you went 500 on your nightmare stretch at the beginning of the year so that you could be in a good position to like beat the shit out of the Pacific Division. And that's why they were good in 16-17 is they were fantastic against the division. You can't go 4-3 and three against teams like, you know, Vegas. Now See, like, that's where I'm thinking they're going to end up is 4-3. and three, And the only reason I think that is because inconsistency in net. Yeah. If Talbot can round back into form, if Koskinen can remain, can stand on his head, though, he's getting a lot of goal support in his wins. Um, then they'll then they'll be okay. If they don't, though, I think four and three is kind of where I see them. Chris, what do you think? I think I I agree with Cam. I think they got to go big here, and if they do, 
um, go six and one or five and two, like they'll have a huge jump in the Pacific standings. And uh, speaking of Mika uh, Koskinen and Talbot, Rashog just tweeted that Koskinen gets to start tomorrow. Oh, baby! Here and we go. Talbot plays on Sunday. We were back to back games, so they weren't both going to play. And there's right. the, rolling with the hot goaltender the right Calgary now. Games the more taking your taking your you're t- taking your goalie and saying, you know what, you get to play at home. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm 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 fine with the way that goes. Uh, I'm going to go with five and two. I you know the Saturday game is going to be a little bit different, you know, but I wouldn't be horribly surprised if uh, with either result. Obviously, we want the win. We'll be pretty loud up in the uh, up in the top there, yeah. but uh, L.A. You got to beat them. Uh, Vegas up and down. Anaheim without Fowler, you got to be able to take advantage of that. And then when you have uh, Connor and Leon playing together the way they are right now, I don't see any of those teams being able to fully stop them and then stop any type of uh, offense behind that too. So as long as you have a little bit depth scoring here, five and two is uh, it's really reachable. To speak to um, Coombs' point there about our record against the pacific division the last two years the team is 36 17 and five that's yeah. huge the versus the pacific huge. last two seasons so there's one other thing i want to bring up pacific, pacific division before we jump away i think low-key the scariest team in the pacific division is arizona they're the only team right now with a positive uh positive goal differential and they're scoring like shorthanded goals at a pace better than like half the teams in the league's power play it's crazy they're they're like the like their special teams are insane. That's weird. Not they're, they're an interesting team. Weird. Uh, this break brought to you, of course, by our friends at Get Sauced. Get Sauced. We are going to have some stuff to give away on the bus trip tomorrow, Dan, from our friends at Get Sauced. We are doing a special nation road trip edition of Coombs Trivia. So we will see who is brave enough to dance with the Reaper Sauce. I'm actually going to get some Get Sauce for my dad for his birthday. He does listen to the podcast. So he won't should. know that. You should. <laughs> he can't you figure should out the one episode he listens to. He can't figure Does out. Does your dad how know what a podcast is? Uh, my I've parents ex- have no idea what a podcast is. I've explained it to him as a radio show uh, that you can download at any time. And yeah. he's like, that doesn't make any sense. I think all of our parents think that we work for the Oilers. <laughs> oh, my parent, my mom tells people that on the daily. I, I've said this story a bunch of times. My dad, I've said this on real life a bunch of times. But my old man, he's just like, why the fuck would anyone want to listen to you? That was his reaction to when I said I was on a podcast, let alone two podcasts. Anyway, shout out to dads and their doubtful ways and our friends at Get Sauced. Go see them at 9620 58th Avenue right here in Edmonton, Alberta. A little bit of snow today, Chris. Maybe you have some Reaper sauce. Breathe some fire. You know what? Well, I, wonder, I wonder if you use Reaper sauce as like salt. I was going to say that, that would melt the snow. Why doesn't the city of Edmonton pour Reaper sauce on the roads to melt all the ice? I'm sure our friends at Get Sauce would be happy to provide a you order. a city-sized order of Reaper sauce to melt all the snow. We could just explode a bomb of oh, radio God. silence over top of the city, and it just rains down everywhere. And <laughs> Cover your everywhere. eyes, people. <laughs> Safety goggles. That's like that town where they uh, they have the sriracha sauce factory. Did we talk about this already? Yeah, I, th- yeah, uh, yeah, I, think, I think we've talked about this on like three different podcasts now. Yeah, that'd be weird. Like you're getting that red dust all over your shit. I don't like it. Anyway, go see our friends at Get Sauce, 9620 58th Avenue, right here in Edmonton, Alberta. Check out what they've got going on. You want to see some flavors? You want to see some sauces? Some spreads? Some accoutrement? Go to GetSauce.com. Give them a call, 780-462-2418. Again, that's 780-462-2418. Breaking news coming in uh, from Jack Michaels. Talbot will apparently start tomorrow in oh, Calgary. Oh, we've make got up our a controversy. So what do we have here? We had Rashog saying Koskinen. We've got Jack Michaels saying Talbot. 
and then Koskinen against Sun against Vegas on Sunday. Okay. So beef. Who? Beef. who it, real quick, around the horn. Who we believe in here? Dan. I believe Jack. Chris. Ah, uh, Jack. Yeah, you got to go with Jack. He's so. A, he's do you think the, it matters? He's a right holder guy. He he's got it right. Yeah. Do you probably think it'll, tomorrow? Do you think it'll depend who Calgary starts? I don't think so. No. I mean, there's no chance, at least in my mind, after the performance he put in last night, they're starting Mike Smith tomorrow. No, Riddick is definitely going to go in that. It just doesn't make sense. Mike Smith because it, it was just tweeted that uh, uh, Derek Willis Wills out of um, Calgary said Mike Smith is currently in the starter goalie net at practice. Wow. Like that doesn't that is a blessing whatever. for us. So so here's my thought. Yes, it's a blessing for us because Mike Smith is hot dog shit. Like just like when Frank shits and you see the steam coming up in the cold weather, that's Mike Smith right now. And the problem is anytime we go up against a goalie like that, they always turn in like this Vezina caliber performance and it's just like fucking irritating. And last time Mike Smith did that to us last time we were in Calgary, Chris, and I will not stand for it again. I need Lucic to go out and punch him in the face. That's exactly what I was going to say. Start with 27 on the ice. Dump the puck deep. 27, get, get right into that crease. And I want to see a Smith-Jaguer type of situation again. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> that brings me into my next topic, Rick. That was a hell of a segue. I want to know when you guys think Milan Lucic is going to score again. Saturday. Does he? So here's is what this we a, is this a Is this a when or is it an if? So he, this is what we've got. <laughs> Season opener in Gothenburg, Sweden. The big man goes out and scores a goal, and we're all like, oh, shit, he's doing it. I'm so excited. He's doing it. The big man's back. Now, I'm not saying he's been playing bad, because I actually think he's been playing quite well. Uh, He's mixing it up. You know what I mean? Problem is, Dan, we've talked about this. He handles the puck with all the finesse (laughs) of a man punching himself in the face. Well, and they keep putting him in situations where he has to handle the puck. He's playing on the power play, and the team is just covering everybody else and leaving poor Milan to play the puck. I thought it was interesting yesterday, uh, Dusty in his Inside the Nation thought, what if they moved Lucic up with Connor and Leon? Because those (laughs) two, but here's his reason. They can offset them. His reasoning was hilarious. It was like Cam just said, those two are so good that maybe he's not a saggy testicle that's just dragging behind them. He's like propping them up a little bit. He just puts that, Dusty just puts that evil out into the world and then just lets it burn. He had, okay, so he's not great with the puck between the blue lines and probably entering the other team's zone. When he's in his own zone, when he's in their zone. Well, he, he, doesn't, just, he doesn't usually get it back in our end, but yeah, he will sometimes get it. I've, yeah, it kind of goes the, that way. the short boards? Um, but in in uh, in tight areas in the power, on the power play, he hasn't been horrible. I sit there and I tense right up. I watch. I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And he makes the right little pass here, the right little pass there. Yes. Uh, he uses body to fight guys off. He has not been horrible. He, He's a little yeah. snake bitten right now, and he scores Saturday. Oh, I I agree with you when and you and Bag Milk saying that he's playing a better game. Uh, it's and he, and when he can make a quick decision when he already knows what he's going to do before the puck gets there, kind of thing. And he's already got a guy he's passing it to. That's great. But when he has more than three seconds to think about with the puck on his stick, it's a nightmare. I think that, he's just, it's like, just tough. I think he's just gripping the stick too much right now. He's got oh, exactly. zero confidence. He'll get the, here's the thing with Lucci just here. He's getting all kinds of chances from good spots on the ice. He's getting shots right from the slot, but he'll fucking rip it four feet wide. Yeah. It's like the guy's got no confidence right now. He's shooting field goals for some reason. And it's just like, man, he needs to get, you know what he needs? He needs to, stop sliding out when he's in front of the net. Let one hit him and go in the net. Ryan Smith scored a shit ton of goals by letting people hit him and go in the net. 
So Jack Michaels now just tweeted, Rick is showing me this. I meant to say McClellan confirms oh Koskinen will start Wow, Saturday. Jack, you made us all look like a bunch and of And we assholes. all believed you, Jack. We all believed, we all believed Jack when Talbot is going to get the, the get Oilers. The, the Oilers also just tweeted it just to, just to muddy the waters. Let's get it that going. That was just so... Yeah, that was weird. They're like, oh, the boys at Oilers Nation record a podcast. Let's <laughs> fuck around a little bit. <laughs> all right, so uh, back to the original question. If you're guessing, Cam, you can pick a decade if you want. <laughs> When is Milan Lucic going to score again? Rick said Saturday. I like I like the confidence. He's coming in hot. Rick's got a hot take. He's going to score tomorrow in Calgary. We're all going to go bananas up in the old rafters at Saddledome. Cam, what do you think? I, I admire and I like that predi- prediction, and I would love if that happened, but Lucic this season is on pace for five goals. I think that he doesn't... I think that he's... I'm going to bet that he scores one before the new year. <laughs> okay, Chris. That's, the, that's what I got. Before 2019 rings in, Milan Lucic will have two. I think uh, I have two two different answers. If he doesn't score tomorrow, this seems like a it seems like you're you're really you're really manipulating the playing field to give yourself an unfair advantage in this prediction. Yeah, everybody else like locked if he in. doesn't score if tomorrow, Lucic doesn't he'll score, score the tomorrow. Next game. He's going to his the next game he's going to score is February thirteenth against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, that is very specific. So yeah. there's there's two situations here. We've got nation road trip down to Calgary. All 50 of us get fired up to see Lucic score tomorrow, or... He scores on the other road trip where we take the bus to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the two. Dan, what do you think? Pittsburgh doesn't have an airport. Um, I think he gets a goal. Ah, Cam, I like your... I like your... By the end of 2018. I'm going to say he scores on November the 28th against the LA Kings. November the 28th, says Dan. I'm looking at the schedule here And the real Kings quick. are going to be like, you know what? We missed this guy. We'll do a trade. We'll take him. You guys can have uh, somebody else. Because that's like, that's like all of his best friends on that team. He will have four to five goals by the end of this calendar year. Whoa. Oh, that is bold. Well, oh. Not as bold as me saying that he was going to score 22 before the season started. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm starting to look a little bad on that prediction. I also said Pugliarvi was going to score 23 or something like that. So I'm not uh, looking so good right now. We also I, thought Raddy was going to score 40 goals. Raddy will still score 40. Goals. All right. Here's the <laughs> definitive answer. This is what I've got. I don't think he's going to score tomorrow, though I think he's going to muck it up. I bet Lucic gets in a fight tomorrow. I bet Lucic fights tomorrow, and he scores his next goal December 22nd. That is the last game before Christmas. It's a home game. It's a Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What Merry Christmas, do? Milan. Merry fucking Christmas. Here's a goal from Milan Lucic. Get out of here. Enjoy your four-day break. What do you think of that? I think he's lacking confidence right now, and he needs some new lotion. Speak. You know what? I offered. I offered to you, Milan. Read the, read the letter I wrote to you, buddy. An open letter to Milan Lucic. I wrote it in the summer. I said, if you need help, if it's the lotion that you're having trouble with, your boy bag milk will come. I'll lather you up. I'll whoa, get some whoa, nice... Whoa, 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 hey, whoa. That, that was... I don't know about that word usage. Lather? I'm no, going to lather him up. you said, you said... <laughs> what did I say? It's happening. Cam's having a problem here. I don't, like I don't want to repeat it. Did I say something weird? I was talking no, about getting fine olive didn't. oils it's and I'm going to lather them up. And well, we were talking about lotions. Then you said your boy bag milk will come. Lather you up? Yes. All right. You know what? Nope. Hey, if it takes an over the pants handy to like <laughs> release the tension from Milan Lucic, I might go there. I'm not saying that I should. Allegedly, in my opinion, it might be a good idea. Maybe we get some fine lotions or olive oils and we just, we just lather the big man up, make sure he's feeling good. The problem for Milan Lucic in your prediction is that there has only been two fights this year for the Calgary Flames. That's what I'm saying, though. He's fighting tomorrow. Yeah, but, but who are these no going to fight? Is Anthony Peluso up and in the lineup? 
I don't. He comes up and no down. No one is fighting with Cheech. That's the that's my Mike problem. Smith is going to fight with The two combatants from the Calgary Flames this year, according to HockeyFights.com, is Sam Bennett and Travis Hamanick. Could you imagine Sam Bennett? I think pulls one of the Mike Smith is probably like the toughest guy on the flight. <laughs> but he's the most likely to drop the mids. I, I, I agree with you. I think he. I think Lucic is going to fight somebody. I don't know who it like, is. He, he, he's going to He's, he's going to listen to the podcast. He's going to hear that fucking comment about the uh, lathering. He's going to come up and he's going to give you a spank. You know what? If Wait. you want to spank me and that makes you feel better, and Milan, then, I'll take that. And then Dan's going to stand up for you and Milan Lucic and Dan are going to throw hands. I'm a team Whoa. player. I'm a team player. Would, and then I'm going to be like, Dan, you need to be clipping this video. You can't be fighting right now. <laughs> and then he's going to stop. I don't think I'd be able to see through the. And then Chris is going to step in and he's going to fight Lucic and Dan's going to be clipping the video and I'm going to be standing there watching. Okay, now and we've gone down a rabbit hole, but I want to follow it down. <laughs> if, Chris, if Chris is getting beaten up by Milan Lucic, I will not jump in and help him because the time he came to my beer league hockey game and that guy jumped me and Chris watched from the bench. Let's just follow this down a little bit. Yeah, because you Chris, speared him in the nuts. Let's pretend that Milan Lucic wants to fight you. What is your tactics as you approach this Losing. fight? <laughs> um, honestly, I would probably... Uh, Put on a pair of rollers. Like I'm just, I'm like closing my eyes. I'm envisioning Lucic coming. A big, terrifying. Me. I don't know Lucic what I would do. You. I tell you what, I don't have I to close my eyes. eyes. I guess I don't have to close my eyes to be able to envision what your face would look like afterwards. Oh yeah, you're shitting your like, pants. Like I don't think you can. Like even Lucic wouldn't even let you like try to get a nut jab in there. See, that's my first move. That's exactly where I was going. If Milan Lucic is coming at me and he's charging like a bull, my first shot straight to the ball. I don't think he's let I'm it kicking. happen. Milan Lucic is like a shark. So you reach up and you grab his nose and you don't let go. Yeah, I was going to go face like eyes are fake. What? He just scratch nose. him. What items do we have? Nothing. What you got in your pockets right now. That is what you're nothing, facing. Nothing in my pockets right now. The shovel. I have All right. a, a stapler remover. So Cam, Milan Lucci just charging at you. What's your approach in this fight? Um, I think what I do is some kind of like daredevil endeavor. I wait for him to run at me and then I crouch down, do a backflip over him and then kick him in the back and then I grab him <laughs> and I hold him down and put him into a chokehold. See, it might work. Which I execute frequently. It might work. This fight planning session, of course, brought to you by our friends at GetSauce.com. GetSauce.com. Go check them out. 9620 58th Avenue, Edmonton, Alberta. Or give them a call. 780-462-2418. Or sales at getsauce.com if you're on the email machine. Are you on email? I've got an email. Bagmilk at OilersNation.com. Send me a note. Mine's, Say what's up. Uh, mine's coom at AOL.com. Uh, <laughs> add me up on AIM if you want to chat. Coom's still rocking that Yahoo address. I want to talk about... Con- uh, somebody mentioned confidence with Milan Lucic. I want to get stay on that vein. Talking about Cam Talbot. Have fans quit on Cam Talbot, Cam? From one Cam to another? I think it's pretty divided right now. What I'm, what I'm hearing a lot of that I find very odd is people are saying, well, Cam Talbot's never actually been a starter, which is not accurate because his whole career in the NHL, even when he was doing, um, kind of going back and forth with Henrik Lundqvist, there was a point when Lundqvist got hurt, Talbot came in, he was fantastic, and he got Vesna votes. Ever since this guy came into the league, save for this year and last, it's been fantastic. But I think there's uh, like a, maybe like an injury thing going on or a burnout thing going on. I think Talbot's going downhill, and I do think Koskinen by the end of the season is going to be the guy. So that was a hot take you dropped a couple yeah. episodes ago. I'm standing by it. Please repeat the hot take. Ken. My hot take uh, a couple podcasts ago is both Talbot and Koskinen are UFAs at the end of the year. One of them will be here next year. One won't. And the one that will be here is Koskinen. So looking back at his career numbers, even with this year, which is a down year so far for Cam Talbot, his career save percentage is 917, which isn't terrible. Chris, have the fans turned on him too early? 
Well, they turned on him in a sense that they would turn on a team where as soon as Talbot plays good again, they're going to be back on his team. So, so they're fickle fans, oh, you might say. You're calling the fans oh. fickle. No, they're just angry at him right now. Like I am. I feel like I am in... I would like to think that my thoughts are the same as majority of Oilers fans. Your thoughts right are now, the same I'm as like, Jones. I'm like leaning more towards Koskin because Koskin's getting the wins and Talbot isn't. As much as I love Talbot, I'm on Team Talbot forever. But like right now... But here's the thing, and Bag Milk's kind of hinting at it, is that Oilers fans are, are shitting on Talbot right now for his effort. And it's, and it's BS. Because he's just not get, it's he's Chris Sale of the Chicago White Ho- White Sox. No, he's not getting the run support that he no. deserves. He uh, the he, loudest noise is always negativity. Yeah. So the loudest people you're always going to hear are the ones who want to shit on somebody. Just bring yeah. up, just be, be be negative. I mean, we hear it all the time. It happens on Twitter. It's it's absolutely everywhere. Um, this is really similar to what happened in our playoff year when Talbot didn't have a great start and Nilsson got jumped in there and you know camp took a little while figured his game out he's not playing horrible he's got a little bit in his head and he has some rebound rebound control issues he has to try and figure out other than that he's fine he's not getting beat with horrible shots like last night's uh game winner against the the flames those aren't going in they're One's coming in, he's giving up bad rebounds, and the defense who should be getting that puck out of there aren't there first, and it's just a bit of a a bit of a shit show in front of the net. But he will be fine. Give him a little bit of time. When he has yeah. when he knows he has Koskinen to be able to lean on, that's gonna take a lot of pressure off him and he'll he'll be right back to form. I think t- the Oilers should take a carry price approach with Talbot and like give him give him a full week to two weeks off and let Kosk Oh, sign him to ten million. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Give Talbot like don't give Talbot one day off. Give him a week. Like give him five games off or something like that. Well, here's the thing. I don't care who's in net as long as they're winning. But there's also people don't look at numbers. I find when the Oilers like Dusty's talked about this in an article on OilersNation.com. He talked about it on Inside the Nation yesterday on Facebook Live. The Oilers are scoring four and a quarter goals per game when Koskinen's in net. When Talbot's in net, they're at about two and a half. That's a massive difference. So it's a lot easier to win when you got four goals coming in front of you. Totally. Than when you have two. Cam, what do you think? Koskinen's save, or Talbot's save percentage also like 895. So if we want to do like the Chris Sale thing, it's like he has to be actually like playing well to use that kind of like run support thing. Yeah. And the, the, th- the thing with Talbot that I find that's like worrisome is that He's, you know, he's going down to his butterfly really fast and coming up really slow. It doesn't, he doesn't have the same like speed and reflex he did a couple of years ago when he was really good. Well, like, and I feel looks, like he looks different in that. To your point too, as well, I feel like teams know he's going down a little bit early. You're seeing a lot of high shots on Talbot right now. Yeah. A lot of high shots because he's down in the butterfly early. Chris, you're a goalie. Tell us from the goalie guild angle. Uh, from the goalie guild angle, I don't really agree with the going down early. Maybe I haven't really seen it as much. Like, you look at majority of the goalies in the NHL, you could make an argument for that. What I think, maybe it's uh, all the goalies in the NHL got new chest protectors this year. Maybe Talbot's having a tougher time adapting. Could be. We could blame the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way. No, I, just, I think Talbot was going to be fine. Uh, I'm a fan of history. 
like Rick said earlier, I remember the time when people were, when Nelson got five straight starts, people were like, well, Ken Talbot sucks. They shouldn't have traded for him in the summer or whatever. And then he came in and he was fine. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be fine. Let him work out his kinks. Let him work with goaltending coaches. Let Koskinen get some starts and hopefully some wins. Competition is a good thing, Dan. Why do we always have to have it be this guy or that guy? Though I am a fan of a good old-fashioned goaltending controversy. Why I've got a not question. both? Why not both? Just dress four four players and put two, two goalies in that at the same time. Go have ahead. four guys. Okay, let's do it. So I've got a question for Cam and you guys. If you think Koskinen is going to be here next year and Talbot will not, what do you think the Oilers will sign him for? I think Koskinen uh, ends up having like my prediction for the year is Koskinen ends up taking over the net. And he's a goalie that leads the goalie to the playoffs. He's not fantastic, but he's solid. And I bet you he signs like a two-year deal worth like four mil per year. That's, that's, just, that's just like a very that Peter Turelli. It's a very Peter Turelli prediction. No, it doesn't. See, a very Peter Turelli prediction to me is since he was a UFA and got 2.5 with the no-move clause, he's going to get like six yeah, like or something f- absurd. Four million per year for Koskinen after a good year with Turelli as your GM is so conservative. Like Turelli could hand out like a six-year deal. Like, this is who our GM is, man. Like, <laughs> it's not ideal. Not ideal to say the least. What I want to get to next, guys, is the Oilers released a little video yesterday uh, for their retro jerseys. <laughs> and I say retro loosely because to me, I feel like if you're going back to the jersey Connor wore in his rookie season, you're, it's a hard time calling that retro. Dan, what do you think about the retro jersey, quote unquote, that's coming out and how the Oilers didn't really do a whole lot I just, creatively? I just think it was. It was a safe move. I think that they backed down from the original plan. Uh, we had hinted about it, or we had talked about it on Oilers Nation uh, before the season ended last year, talking about the Navy Blues that we saw with uh, the Condors this year. Condors jerseys is great, by the way. We'll, I, we'll link to those in the in the article for this because they are sharp. And I think that that's where we're going, uh, in, if not next year, the year after that with the Oilers. Is that's that's where they'll they'll be going for their full time jerseys. I just think that this was the safe move to sell some more jerseys and, and people love it. People are, people are so mad at the orange that they're wearing now that they love anything blue. And so they're going to buy in to me. I would prefer their full-time jerseys be the blue body orange shoulders. That's my ideal. But like, if you're going to do a third Jersey, do something different, man. Like, wouldn't it be great if they had like something with a big oil drop on the front, change up the color scheme or they went back to the Todd McFarlane super sperm from a hundred years ago. I'd like to see that one come back as a retro. It's always the same. There's no creativity and it bothers me. They, Cam, what do you think? they never utilized that that shoulder patch rigger guy from the 2000s. That would be a sweet main logo. I'm talking about yeah, yep. the rigger guy that holds the stick. I like that shit. The roughneck. As long as they're winning, they can go no socks, no jerseys. I don't really care. That's fair. I just, I like, I like personally like the orange from the playoff run. I like that orange. I, I think that, that it's unique. That there's not a lot of teams in the league that wear orange as their. Uh, it's only the Flyers and, and the Oilers. I just right think now. they should not call this like a retro. Oh, that's that I mean, just that's, annoys me. I imagine like a t- a corporate member from the team in the dressing room in front of the guys and, and like have a blanket over the jersey and be like, "Get ready for your new third jersey." And they pull it down and everyone laughs. And Connor David's like, "We wore that jersey two years ago." Well, I really question a lot of things that go on in that secret office where a lot of... Uh, Red Wine Summit? Yeah, where a lot of those... Yeah, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall there. And I'll also be probably terrified to be a fly on the wall there. All my heroes would just devour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I. that's just a bigger issue. 
with the OEG with all their weird decisions are made. I know they're trying to be a little bit better, trying to be a little more fan friendly and small market friendly, but uh yeah, no, I I they make some weird decisions. I agree with Rick there. I think I think credit is due for for them for some of the things that they've tried this year. Um they're trying to up the the interaction, but man, yeah, yeah, I agree. The retro the retro moniker for a jersey that we saw 3 years ago. It's pretty silly. It's it's treating your fan base like they don't know what they're they're purchasing and consuming. To their credit, though, like you said earlier, the fan base is going to buy it anyway. Oh, yeah, of course they are. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I just wish they had some kind of creativity when you were dealing with these third jerseys. Something different. Something we haven't seen before. How about a green and gold jersey? Shout out to the Eskimos. Something a little bit different. Totally unique. Why not? Why not? They've never had anything like that before. Maybe one that says, what the one that has more of like an Edmonton look, like Edmonton written in handwriting. Like Colorado's got Colorado written up there. Or oh, if you just had Yeg Oilers on there, Yeg. I like, yeah, I like the idea of going of going wacky with it. When we saw that, when we saw that navy blue jersey, which is one of the best all all time selling jerseys, um, is the the Todd McFarlane jersey. Uh, when we saw that come out, it was it was shocking. It was something new. It was something unexpected. You know what else would be really new and shocking is you remember in the second Mighty Ducks movie when they play Trinidad and Tobago and they have tie dye jerseys. Nice. How about yeah, that? I, I that. had a nice tie dye jersey. I, I would wear a like tie-dye that. jersey. Chris, if you're coming up you with... You, you wouldn't like that? I'm not a huge tie-dye fan. I don't know. You're not a tie-dye guy at all? Not really. Yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris doesn't remember. He doesn't remember hypercolor, and he doesn't remember tie-dye. Chris is all about the plaid. <laughs> Chris is a big plaid guy. A nice plaid Oilers jersey. I've been worn plaid. In like, yeah, well, an Oilers jersey would be cool. I haven't worn plaid in like a year. I just wish they would be creative. Try something new. Give us something to talk about. Yeah. Not the exact same jersey we've seen before. Don't call it retro. It's not retro. When yeah. Jesse Pugliarvi wore it in his rookie season, it's not fucking retro. Just makes me shake my head. It's, it's weird. the hat on Malibu Stacy. <laughs> she does have a new hat. Enjoy. <laughs> Please buy. Uh, what I want to close out on, boys, is a little bit of business. Chris, you're excited about the new Nation Gear Black Friday lineup that's dropping next Thursday at midnight. Tell us a little bit about what we've got coming. Yeah, Black Friday is like Christmas for us. Uh, it's like an event that we put a lot of time and effort into and we everyone in the office gets really excited about it every year. Uh, we launch our Black Friday sale at 12.01 a.m. on uh, on Friday, November 23rd. And it's like it's it's exciting waking up and seeing all the stuff that's almost sold out. So like things go quick. So Rick said he already has his alarm set for 12 o'clock. Um, that's the strategy you have to go to. But anyways, uh, we have some new Black Friday designs this year. As always, uh, we've been teasing them out uh, piece by piece on our Nation Gear Instagram account. Are we teasing today? We are teasing today. What are we teasing today? I haven't decided yet. Oh, what do we got left? Uh, we did a hat. We did a snapback. We did a uh, zip-up hoodie, and we did a T-shirt. When oh, no, we, we did a toque. When are we going to tease the bedazzled jeans? They're coming next week. Ah, oh, sweet. That'll be the uh, spring collection. Yes. This is a this is a really important thing. The Black Friday uh, new clothes because Evan the intern we mentioned him a few times in the podcast has come into work the past few weeks without pants. So we decided to launch the new line of Nation pants, the bedazzled jeans, so that our boy Evan can finally wear a pair of pants. They got a little bit of stretch to them. And on on the butt on the left cheek, it's Evan the intern's signature. They're and on the other Evan's, cheek, it says juicy. They're Evan's signature jeans. <laughs> Evan's signature jeans. They are bedazzled. They're Come coming with a big ketchup stain on the front. Just, It's not actually a ketchup stain. It's a design. The it's spring like, collection is going to look sick this year. And it's all thanks to Evan's input on the bedazzled jeans. He's a big bedazzler. 
He's always trying to like add rhinestones to things around the office. Now we finally gave him an opportunity to sign something. Did some bedazzled jeans, signature on the left cheek, juicy on the right cheek. You're going to love these. You're going to love them, but you're going to wait till the spring. Right yeah. now we're talking about Black Friday. You're going to have to wait. Yeah. Black Friday is uh, coming up. Put in your calendars. Cool designs. That's it. Next Thursday, I guess technically Friday, 12.01 a.m., depending on where you're at. We're going to say Mountain Standard Time. 12.01 Mountain Standard Time. Should we also release our podcast at 12.01? Hell no. Who's staying up to listen to us that late? You never know. Who's listening to us right now? Rick will. <laughs> Rick, nobody. will Rick will schedule his, <laughs> his alarm to download it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's listening. There's to people it. sitting outside the window and they have their ears up against. They're <laughs> desperately craving the content. They need it live. It's definitely not just uh, little brick customers that are shocked at the screaming and the noises coming from the room. These are, these are fans and they want to hear us talk about hockey. And boys, we're winding down this episode. I want to close things out on a nice little conversation about tomorrow's bus trip down to Calgary. Real quick, let's go around the horn with some expectations. We've got, well, first thing I know that I'm going to bring up tomorrow is I've got beef with Lisa Evans from Hot 107. Yesterday, Ryder, friend of the network, tweeted out, one of Lisa Evans' best friends farts in bathroom towels to silence the sound when she's at a guy's house. Is this a thing? And listen, this is not a thing, but you know what is a thing? Evan, conjunctivitis. That's pink eye, my friend. If you're shitting them with bath towels, Evan, we got real beef. We got problems. He's laughing right now. He thinks it's a joke. But if you come into my house, you come into the, my castle, the castle milk, and you're pressing your hams against my towels that I wipe on my face, and you're farting up a storm, I got problems. Somebody's going to have to hold him back right now because he's, he's getting out of his chair and he, he looks like Evans looks scared right now. And So that's one thing I'm bringing up with Lisa Evans tomorrow on the bus. Rick, what are you looking forward to on the bus trip, Calgary trip, just in general? In general, I think number one is going to be a big Oilers victory. Right behind that, though, is uh, some Singapore Sams. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can I bring up the drum kit? Yeah, I think uh, on the the bus right down there, I'll probably bring up the menu on my phone. Um, Try and uh, remember the numbers. Because if I remember correctly, last year, you kind of just yell a number at the the nice lady and she just brings plates out. Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily get your number. That's fine. You kind of make friends around it. Okay, guys, we want a three, a 13, a 62. It was a team activity. Yeah, no one was. You never know know what you're going to get. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty pumped for some uh, 2 a.m. Chinese food. Chris? I was going to say the bus ride down there. Uh, the bus ride is always a good time. We got some... Uh, How about the bus ride back? That's what you're excited for. No, I hate the bus ride back. Super the bus quiet. ride back is the worst. Super quiet. Everybody's just like in their own space. Yeah, own we, have some, uh, we have some cool activities planned. We got Coombs Trivia. Bus edition. We've got some more prizes we're giving away. You guys are going to film a One Minute Man with friends on the bus. We're filming an interactive One Minute Man with a bunch of people, as many people as we can get. I have no idea how it's going to go. It's, it's going to be go good. Awful. It's always good. Lisa Evans and I are collabing on a music playlist for everybody. Okay. How much Jewel does she have in terrible. there so far? <laughs> it's going to be real She's bad. She's got so much Jewel and Creed. Tons it's just jewel. like one song, Jewel, yep. one song, Creed. Yep. So, so anyways, that was uh, the one thing I'm most looking forward to. But since Rick brought up Singapore Sam's, my stomach is like, my mouth is watering. Dan, what are you looking forward to? Well, we're all pretending like Singapore Stams is going to be the best part. Steven Jackson, Steven. You know we're all going to take the time to hop in that hot tub. Oh, I was going to say, how did Chris miss the hot tub? Yeah, Christmas. It's pretty shocking. (laughs) How did you miss miss the hot tub? 
That's uh, not your favorite part? We already talked about the hot tub. Yeah, and Bag Mel just asked you, what's your favorite part about this? What are you most looking forward to? Man, and it, so it didn't many... even make your top five. He's I don't looking... even think you want to go in the hot He's tub. He's looking forward to when the bus rolls up, me and Chris jump out, and we jump in the hot tub together, and then we come back in the room, dry off, and then... Lay in the bed together? Lay down in the bed together and, uh, and have a good time. Is the blouse coming? Yeah, the the blouse has been laid. The blouse has been laid out on my spare bed all week long. Has it been there's, ironed? There's going to be no. a new debut from Coom. Oh, there's a new debut for me. Uh, I got a, a wacky pair of patterned pants that I'm going to wear. He he stole his mother's area rug and made it into a pair of pants. Yep, there was a, a rug on the ground in my home, and I ripped it up and I made it into a pair of pants. Will those pants make you as popular in Knoxville's as Handsome Tom's hair? <laughs> made him popular in the pint last year uh i don't think i can can compete with tom aesthetically i think that uh my pants might be exciting but i don't know if i can i can do with tom I, another thing that i need to bring up before we end i'm taking the shovel back to calgary the shovel's going back to calgary this is the end of episode 12 of withers nation radio thanks to sherwood ford thanks to get sauced thanks for listening share follow subscribe rate all that shit jared play us out Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.